Welcome to RCR podcast number 144, or 141, not 144. Uh, okay, so uh, I called it, I broke the thing. I'm Nick. Uh, Brian is currently um, doing Brian things, as one does. Um, I promise, like, we will eventually go back to having podcasts with one another, but we both found that we're both so busy that it actually takes a lot of time out of our respective days to uh, do it together. That sounds dirty. Um, but also that there is a certain freedom about when we can do it and for how long when we do it separately. We can just spontaneously decide, hey, I'm going to podcast today, whatever. And so that's kind of how it goes down. Um, oh, thank you. It is my Cloud Strife Hamilton shirt. <laughs> so, yeah, um, this is uh, where I talk about, you know, a bunch of different things. So, okay, let me start with the I broke the thing of it all. Uh, basically, um, while I'm still saving to get another non-Betty car, um, and there goes my uh, air system, um, I uh, am basically... <laughs> it's the dumbest thing in the world. I was getting ready to leave. I went to pull the handle to open the front door because I don't have the key fob, a working key fob for the Mustang. I don't think I ever have outside of like the first few months. I turn the, or I go to open the door forgetting that I haven't inserted the key because I thought I had left the door unlocked, but I didn't. And so I just give it a yank and sure enough, like the, the door handle com comes completely like ajar. So on the left side of the door handle, it's still adhered fairly well, very well. And then on the other side, it's just completely loose. So now the door won't open anymore and the little gear to uh, reinstall it is like completely whatever, it's janky. So I have to reach in with my finger, like I'm doing things I can't talk about on YouTube, and uh, lift the little knob, um, And but it's a very stubborn knob and I have to like lift it very hard and it's almost it leaves me with the type of fingers i get from playing guitar a long time and so that's how i get in my car now uh it's set, uh, betty is set to go in for inspection on friday this coming friday so i'm just going to tell the mechanics there shout out to king's auto or uh, king's king's auto repair yeah king's auto repair in west reading pennsylvania and uh they've been taking care of betty for years now i won't really take her anywhere else and Basically, I uh, that's how I've been getting in and out because there is no key uh, tumbler on the passenger side door. So the only way I can get into the car is through the driver's side door because I don't have the key fob to unlock the other the passenger side door. So I'm basically in a hot mess express of locking myself out of my own car, even though the door is unlocked now. So, yeah, I just have to completely do that. Um uh, it's the dumbest problem that I could have ever presented to myself. And it's a problem that was so completely and easily avoidable that it's almost a wonder that it didn't happen sooner because I am the king of avoidable mistakes. Hmm. So on the subject of West Reading, Pennsylvania, um, it is my hometown. I grew up there. It's been... It's basically my favorite place on planet Earth um, because it's home. 
it always has been home and it always will be home to me. Um, yeah, I have places that I love that I've been. I love New York City. I love the UK. I, uh, I love so many places. I love LA. Like, I don't think people are supposed to love LA, but I love Los Angeles. Um, I love Portland, but West Reading, Pennsylvania will always be the place I love best. And this past week on Friday, um, there was a fairly significant tragedy that happened there. Um, so there was an explosion at the RM Palmer chocolate factory and anyone who's local to the area knows about Palmer because you've either had like friends or relatives, or maybe you yourself have worked there. Um, and if you haven't, you've probably had RM Palmer chocolate, especially around Easter time, half or more of the Easter bunnies that are given away during an Easter egg hunt were made by RM Palmer. Um, so I didn't realize at the time that this was making national news and um, I it wasn't until someone said like go to CNN and look at it and I realized they actually had video of the explosion which is wild to me that that a they had the video and B that they would show it just because you know people died in that explosion currently five people are confirmed dead as of Sunday March. 26 and um yeah and several more are still missing and i mean our town is in a state of emergency i still say our town even though i don't live there anymore but i mean i was in west reading when the explosion happened um i what i go to visit my mom on fridays i went there and um i was hanging out with my mom uh, I had just taken her dog for a walk, and uh, or and we had gotten back from getting food at the farmers market, and she and I, uh, she was like telling me where to move my car because the parking enforcement there is all kind of wonky, and I, um, I was parking my car, and a lovely, lovely fan named Gary, I believe, uh, came over and said hi. I love it when fans say hi, so if you see me in the street, just like, hey, Roman, whatever, you know, because our fans are always, like, so nice and everything, and so we had a nice little conversation for a couple minutes. Then I went back inside, and I was doing some writing for the next RCR episode and making sure I could get my script to Brian before I had to go pick up my nephew to take him to his dad's house, my brother's house, um because that's my time with my nephew that I get to like see him a little bit. Uh, and my mom is on the phone with my sister and I'm sitting there with the dog and, um, we hear this huge, like, it's almost like an Amazon delivery driver picked up a package and just beamed it at the front door. Like it was this huge, like bang thud. Um, and, you know, the living room shook and we went outside and the neighbors had gone outside and it was, there were so many, like everyone on the block was coming out of their homes and out of their businesses to see what the deal was of what that huge thud, that bang was. And sure enough, there's just plumes of smoke in about a half mile down or more. I think it was like a mile down, maybe. I'm not sure. I'm terrible at judging distances. But basically, it was at first, you know, kind of light smoke, and then it 
sort of it darkens over time and it's terrifying in the sense that you know I want to say this happened at just around five o'clock on Friday and for the longest time um, I would pick up my brother from his job and we would cut through West Reading so I could take him home to where he lives um, which is not West Reading uh, but I would have my nephew in the car with me and then my brother we, we would pick him up and we'd all drive home and usually we would be in that area at around the time that the explosion happened and so I think like how there but for the grace of God go I type of thing of that we could have been caught up in that and it's tragic enough as it is but it cuts even closer when you think about how if things had fallen just a little differently that how badly that could have gone and that's that's such a dumb thing to like center myself in something that has been this tragic for so many people and in so many ways um and i don't mean to center myself in that way but um it's i'm just sort of giving like my perspective of it because something like this has never happened in my town and if there can be said to be any sort of silver lining in any of it, it's in the way the community came together. You know, you had the Third and Spruce Cafe bring in all of their, like, water supply, bottles and bottles and bottles of water, uh, and cases and cases and cases to provide to the first responders. And there was... Um, fire companies from all over the tri-county area coming to the scene along with search and rescue emts um the mass casualty response unit it was harrowing how the tri-county area sort of banded together to deal with something this catastrophic and you know you had people who would go to the wawa and get coffee and meals and electrolyte drinks for the people who were part of search and rescue you had um you had our local diner uh the american diner um donating proceeds of their sales for the weekend i believe um you had our mayor getting very emotional and she's a young i want to say she's around my age but i'm not entirely sure but she was getting emotional kind of explaining everything that happened and she declared a state of emergency and um it's there was a cafe near where the explosion happened and they ended up losing their facade almost or, or at least their front window and people banded together with like wood from home depot to board up their windows so that at least the business would be protected uh for the night and into the following days it's that type of thing where you see how people come together. Um, and I don't know exactly what the cause was for the explosion. I think the operating theory right now was some kind of gas leak. Um, but I don't know that for sure. I think that's kind of the theory, the, the assumption a lot of people are going with. But we don't know. We just don't. And um, it's just so terrifying to see that, like, there's there's actual video of this happening and the idea that that was someone checking out of this world 
or that these these are the last moments of a person's life. That's just so like I can't bring myself to watch the video. It's just too harrowing the thought of it and that it happened so close to home um, that it did happen at home, what I consider home. And so like my heart really, really goes out to everyone affected by the explosion. Um, I wish I had some kind of link that I could direct you to, but as of right now, I don't know of any organizations that are mobilizing their efforts monetarily towards, uh, you know, getting donations. Um, but if that changes, I'll post about it on my social media to let you know, um, if you feel like helping. Um, and yeah, it's just so terrible it's so terrible and it's not it's not something that is comprehensible to me in a way just because it's so horrific the idea that there are still people missing in the rubble and the debris um that there were people who were found in the debris who were no longer with us and there was one person pulled from the explosion who was alive and sent to the hospital. Um, and it's, it's, it's something that I feel is something that I, I, hope to never have to relate to but my heart goes out to everyone who does have to relate to it in the sense of not knowing about your loved one for certain you know um not knowing whether they're alive or not um not knowing if they were involved in the explosion like if they were caught in it i cannot imagine what they're going to um and yeah Oh, Ross Sadler makes a point about a natural gas about the natural gas infrastructure in the area in the sense that about last year a house exploded in Pottstown several reports of people smelling gas weeks before. I remember when that explosion happened um, because I have loved ones in the area and it was very much something that terrified people because if you looked at the aftermath of that just that house was gone that house was completely gone and you know the surrounding area was just completely damaged as you would imagine it would be but it's something that is so far beyond the pale of what i think people can um reasonably comprehend happening you know because what precedent do they have for dealing with a catastrophe of this magnitude you know um and it's terrifying to think that something like that can happen so suddenly um yeah that uh, the the costanza makes a good point in that like in the aftermath of that explosion the gas company claimed that there was no gas and i had friends who claimed like oh maybe there was like a meth lab underneath or something and i'm like i don't know enough about uh chemistry to figure out like what would have happened there but i just know that it scared people in a huge way because the the severity of it 
the magnitude of it and the suddenness of it is naturally terrifying. And so, I mean, I don't know. My heart hurts for everybody who's suffering through this because, I mean, this is our community. This is something that has, I mean, there have been episodes of RCR filmed in West Reading. Um, there have been, you know, RCR stories that I recorded in West Reading. I, you know, it's just something that has been very, um, I, harrowing really is the best term to describe it because I can't imagine what the loved ones are going through and it's just so awful and I I just hope that everybody comes out of this okay and finds some sort of way forward because I just cannot imagine the pain that they're feeling and I'm my heart goes out to them, it really does but yeah so um, I'm going to go back through this and look at some of the uh, questions that people have left. Um, let's see. The one KEA actually asked a, a fairly relevant personal question. Sorry for showing you my junk. Uh, he wants to know um, if I regularly use any of the products my girlfriend makes. Um, her business is called House of Crimson and Clover. And they are they are on Etsy, and they also have a website called houseofcrimsonclover.com without the www dot. I don't know why that is, but if you put www dot houseofcrimsonclover.com, it just leads you nowhere. But if you just put houseofcrimsonclover.com, it'll send you right to where you need to be. But basically, like this isn't even her main job; it's kind of like a side business of hers, and it the stuff that she makes, I, I'll never stop being impressed at how she manages to create these formulations when it's not really her background. Um, I mean, it is and it isn't, but she creates just an impressive array of products that I do in fact use. Um, she's recently released this uh, whipped soap recipe that actually makes for great shaving cream. Um, like, yeah, you can use it just as soap, but it's like great shaving cream. Um, she makes beard oil and beard balm. Um, but the thing of hers that I use the most is this guy right here, which is her aftershave tonic, um, because it cuts down on the bruises. So basically, like, I had run out of the aftershave balm and decided I was going to shave myself. And then this all happened. Like, I irritated the skin. I broke out. I looked like a turd um, and uh, a dried over turd. So I'm going to have to ask her to make more of this for me for personal use. Or I'll have to buy it off of her. I don't know, but it's really, really good. And I use it basically every time I shave because it's the only thing that will not irritate my skin because I have very like finicky skin. Um, oh, and I use her skin salve uh, for like irritated skin uh or problem skin so yeah <laughs> sorry uh that's that is um i guess that is my quick plug for my girlfriend's business but i don't know another person who is as hard hard working as she is so she deserves like all the success in the world and i hope she gets it um in that on that subject um we're actually going to be doing a, a craft show 
in Conshohocken on, uh, I believe it's the first week in June, but it's a craft show slash car show. So I'm going to post information on that about um, on uh, my social media so that any RCR fans in the area who want to like go to a car show and come hang out, um, I'll see if you guys kind of you know, want to come hang out and I'll bring like my overstock of RCR merch and just give it out to anyone who like, you know, comes and says, hi. Um, my socials are at the Roman Nick on, um, Instagram and on Twitter. So you can find me there. Um, and it's yeah. T H E R O M A N N I C K. And so, yeah, cause it's not like some people think that like, the N at the end of Roman and the N that starts off Nick is just one N, but no, there are two N's. So as if you were actually spelling my name. So yeah, check them out there. Um, quick plug. My new song, sad boy hours is out on Bandcamp, And so, um, you know, please, uh, go check that out. If you want to, if you liked the song at the end of the Chevy spark video from last Monday, um, I was not expecting people to actually enjoy that song and ask for a full version and, because I'd only written one verse because I thought, well, you know, here's something and I doubt I'll ever finish it. And then I just spent Monday finishing it and uh, I released it on Tuesday, I think. And the response has been really nice. I really appreciate everyone who's gotten a copy on Bandcamp. And uh, I believe the address for that is the Roman RCR.bandcamp.com. Um, and yeah, the song's on there for 99 cents, but you can pay whatever you want. Um, if you feel like, I don't know, you really like it and you want to pay more. I don't know why, but whatever. And um, I'm waiting for it to clear on Spotify and iTunes so it can go up on there and Amazon Music. Um, the only reason I still put it on Amazon Music is for the possibility of maybe potentially charting because my first album actually was like the number six or something crazy like that uh, comedy album for like a brief period. And I thought that was cool. Um, but yeah, yeah. So let's talk about car things. Um, because last week um, I reached out to you guys to help me with um, a finding a new car in the tri-county area between Harrisburg and Philadelphia uh, below 7,000 ish. Um, and I also asked for your suggestions and recommendations for a future RCR story. And so um, I was kind of overwhelmed in the best possible way with the emails that I got. I was very happy um, with the response because I know that a lot of you have other better things that you can be doing than sending me emails. Um, but still you take your time to do it. And so I just want you to know that it's really appreciated. Um, and yeah, I, I'm, I go through each one. I can't respond to all of them cause I literally don't have the time, but believe me, they're all getting read. 100% of them are getting read. Um, and so, yes, uh, I'm going to go through some of the ones that I haven't actually gone through yet to see what other stories are being uh, suggested to me. And so, um, I hope this makes for good content um, and hopefully uh, the um, hopefully comments roll in and I'll be able to, um, I don't know, answer your questions as they come in. Um, super chat or not, I don't really 
it is what it is. But um, yes, let's see. So this one is from Jake. It is um, a Buick Roadmaster wagon hmm. from 1996. Oh, wow. All right. How much is this going for? Huh. All right. He wants eight grand for it. Um, it does have an accident reported on it. Um, three plus owners. Um, it's mostly lived in New Jersey. Um, last serviced at 136,000 miles. Um, yeah. Oil and filter change, cooling system checked. I like this car. Um, but I don't know that it would necessarily solve the problem of being stressed out about driving because, well, see, but I don't know that though, because you never know until you actually drive the car of whether it's going to be something that you have to worry about long-term or whether it's a car that's going to be fairly reasonable for the things you need it for. So for me, my needs basically chalk up to bigger than a Mustang um, more reliable than a Mustang. Um, and I don't have to worry about like needing to repair it the minute I get it. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not looking for a car that I will never have to service because that's completely unrealistic. Like I'm not, you know, but I would like something where it's not something that like I could at least drive for a little bit without having to worry about <laughs> the next service bill. But I don't know. Again, beggars can't be choosers. So we have a question here. Um, not FW asks, Roman, what would your living slash financial situation have to be for you to get an AMC Eagle? Um, I would have to be rich. <laughs> not really. Uh, but like for me, rich, be in the sense that like, okay, I live in an apartment complex. In no way is it feasible for me to own an AMC Eagle unless I have a garage to put it in. Um and also, you know, I would need a wider financial berth to be able to afford the cost of maintenance, even understanding that an AMC Eagle is a supremely well-made car and that there are many, many examples that have been on the road since the 1980s on and off that are still perfectly functioning today. And um, I mean, it's an all-wheel drive or four-wheel drive vehicle, and it is remarkably capable, but I think it's too far above what I would use it for. Oh, hey, Brian's in the chat. Cool. Maybe if Spike sells another show and hires us again. Uh, yeah, because um, I afforded, um, I bought Betty for writing a season or co-writing, guest writing, whatever, a season of Car Matchmaker on the Esquire Network, which was Spike Ferriston's show. And um, Spike is a like really nice dude. Like we only met him once. We met him at the Jalopnik Film Festival and he was really cool. Uh, and it was really fun to write for the show. The problem was that I didn't have cable at the time. So I couldn't actually watch the show because it was on the Esquire network, which is like deep cable at the time. And so I remember I went to go visit the girl I'm dating now, I went to go visit her when she was living like several counties away. And she actually, where she was staying, there was cable. And I took the opportunity to watch the show. And it's like, oh, there's a line that I wrote and it's on TV. Like, ah, and that was the coolest feeling. And 
uh, when her check came in, I, that was the most money that I ever seen in my life. But yet, even then, after taxes came out, like it was only barely enough to afford Betty. And so that was the car that I could afford. And it would be nice to be able to just kind of have that kind of lump sum payment and be able to just say, hey, let's see what we can make happen with this. Uh, but for now, I'm just saving money. I'm being very um, conservative about things and hoping that I will be able to um, I'm hoping that life doesn't happen um, in between these because life tends to happen a lot like there have been some things that happen that kind of cut into my savings in the past. And so, and if that happens again, obviously I'm going to prioritize the, the main issues that I'm facing rather than getting another car. Um, because that's just kind of, I guess it's the adult thing to do. Um, but I am doing the best I can to make sure that I can hopefully by the end of the summer, get something that will, replace Betty uh, in a good way. Um, but thank you, Jake, for the Buick Roadmaster state suggestion. I refuse to rule anything out right now. I So I'm not even going to say like, hey, not that. Um, but yes, let's see what else we got here. Um, potential new car from Eric. Um, Love what you guys do. I heard on the podcast the other week that you shout out your email for people to send you cars. I saw this Saab 9.3 and thought you might be interested. Uh, let's see what this is like. Um, and it's no longer available. I waited too long. Well, that's my own fault, uh, you know? So um, let's see. But thank you for the suggestion either way. That is a very thoughtful suggestion, especially knowing how I feel about Saabs. <laughs> uh, Brian, not rcr brian but a different brian uh has sent a suggestion on an rcr story let me know what you think about these in the comments um because currently right now the plan is that after um the rcr story that's coming at the end of april i will be doing a a shorter RCR story before embarking on the longer one so currently the plan is going like April and then do a shorter RCR story on uh, racing legend Michel Mouton and then an RCR story on either like the rise and fall of Detroit the Motor City or um, or possibly trying to do the motorcycle speed wars um, see if that's even plausible to be to me um, for me to do sorry I don't know how to talk anymore um, I've also looked into Group B Rally as a long, long form one, but I always struggle with the um, ones that have to do with auto sports just because I feel like I'm out of my depth there, um, which begs the question of why I'm even considering doing Michelle Mouton, considering that there are um, other videos that are probably more informative about her, and also... Uh, recently, an Emmy-winning documentary came out about her called The Queen of Speed in 2022. And so I'm beginning to rethink whether I actually do want to do that because I don't feel like there's enough there for me to really put my own spin on that hasn't been done better by other people. Because um, anything that I want to... I want to be able to do it in my way in a way that I feel that others haven't really done. Um, even though I've covered subjects that other people have done. Like Unsolved Mysteries did The Dale. Um, 
you know, uh, Unsolved Mysteries did Mickey Thompson. But it's a thing that I want to be able to say that it was done in my style and it was done well and is consumable in that way. So uh, for this Brian's suggestion, um, he says, I think Sergio Marcione, also the story of resurrecting Fiat and then saving Chrysler and making it from top to bottom. He was probably the most consequential auto executive of his era. Well, let me just star this then. And yeah, um, as the owner of several bankruptcy era Chryslers and a 2012 Fiat 500, I have a personal connection to this story. Well, if I go with that story, I'll probably be reaching out to you for that, just so I can have some personal flavor on it, um, if that's okay. Oh, suggestion on the story on Sabine Schmitz. Don't know who that is, and uh, to my great embarrassment, um, but yeah, uh, any help would be is always greatly appreciated. Um, Gordy Rumsey asks, uh, unrelated question, but are you going to review a Dodge Caravan, a vaguely newer one, like 2000 modern era? Everyone I know who has one says the transmissions are junk. Um, I've also heard that. Uh, I, I would imagine we would do one if we had a more modern one that was offered. Um, but I don't know that for sure because I don't pick the cars. Uh, but we're always open to submissions. So, you know, you just go to our website, regularcarreview.com, and there should be a submission form that you can fill out. And just, um, yeah, it'll go right to our inbox. And hopefully if it's something that is feasible and makes sense, we'll be able to work with it and make that happen. Uh, and hopefully people will enjoy the video that comes out of it. Um, for tomorrow's video, I got to make a fake ad uh, that I think people are really going to like, or I hope people are really going to like, because I like doing things that are exterior to like me just writing some of the script. Like I like doing a uh, video bits that I can turn into something later. So, um, like when I wrote the DJ double lunch thing that goes on for like two minutes, I thought like, this is great because Brian killed it with the delivery, but then I could take that and make like a short for social media out of it. And the same thing is with this like fake prescription drug ad. Um, like, I feel like I can make a short out of that too. So um, it's something that I hope is like replayable for people and I hope they enjoy it. Uh, but you'll get to see it on tomorrow's episode of RCR. Um, so let's see, uh, this next suggestion is from Jake H who writes, I should move this so that I don't have to keep doing this every time I move a show thing. Uh, why am I so bad at everything? This is going to be great audio later. Um, yeah. Okay. So you guys see me and everything? Cool. Um, you screenshotted my idea of covering Mazda's first attempt to go luxury in the 90s, which they did to chase Acura, Infinity, and Lexus. It was called Amati. Hmm, never heard of it. In the Wikipedia article, they mention a number of motor trend issues that talk about Amati. I have the original copies of all those in New York City, but I've attached scans. Wow, you are getting a star going into my important uh, inbox. Um... Mazda's development team even made a book about the process and goals of their two planned cars, the Unos 500, Mazda Zados 6, and the Unos 800, Mazda Zados 9, Mazda Millennia. I'll attach a low-res scan of that in my next email, but I have that book in New York City as well. 
To be honest, I'm passionate about this story because my first beloved car was one of the cars that was meant to be an Amati, the Mazda Millennium. I've owned two of them, one with the naturally aspirated 2.5 liter V6, same as the Probe and 626, and another with the factory supercharged 2.3 liter V6. We had a brief Twitter exchange about this in the video I made of my first car's story. I remember you! Ah, okay, so you're, yeah, okay. Hercules. There we go. I don't have either anymore, but I am always keeping an eye out for the supercharged ones because they're nice. I wouldn't mind helping source one if you wanted it for a video, or I could suggest grabbing one of the 2.5 liter ones as a replacement for Betty. Huh, that is very generous of you. Thank you. Um, very unusual looking. Well, it's not unusual. I shouldn't say it's an unusual looking car. It's just not what I was expecting from hearing about it. And he's attached the book Mazda made about the development of the Imani cars. Thank you so much, Jake. I really appreciate that. Um, so yeah, that is, uh, oh, I forgot to star the subsequent email that he sent with the book attachment. Uh, and let me hit download on that book so that it's there in my downloads in the event that this is the story that I choose. Um, next email is from Mark. Uh, oh, wait, am I missing something? Let first let me uh, check. Uh, is your partner's business eligible for an appearance on limited time Roman? I'd be very interested interested to see you and your nephew review a non-food limited run product from their business. Uh, it's not a bad idea at all. Um, my nephew and I haven't done limited time Roman in like since last summer. It's I can't believe it's been that long, but life has sort of popped up in a way that I cannot spend time like editing any of it and like literally all of my time work time has to go towards rcr and to like another extent uh my partner's business because i help out um however i can um but it's a thing that i do hope to get back to doing uh so yeah um car guys go to a craft fair i hope so i hope you guys come to the craft fair it would be great to see you guys um and to be able to say hi and to like literally thank you guys too because Part of the reason why I tell people to come say hi to me if they see me on the street is because it's one of the only chances I get to like thank you guys in person. And so I don't know. It's important to me to kind of like let people know that I am like endlessly appreciative of the opportunity that you've given me to have a job that I love and to, um, I don't know, feel like I'm actually doing something with my life that people like. Um, if we're considering thirsty American beef, how about a Cadillac CTS or something? That's not a bad idea, honestly. Um, uh, let's see. My aunt has gone through seven left rear blinker signals last year. Thankfully, our cousin is a mechanic. Clearly, something electrical. Mm. Uh, what else we got here? Um, let's see. I love the lore of RCR characters, DJ Double Lunch, Rinaldi and Klein, Tommy Fenstemacher, the fine folks at Kunkelman Chevrolet, Harry, etc. One day I want to make an iceberg list of RCR lore. Please do. Um, because to this day, there are characters that like Brian created that I still don't know how to spell their names. I don't know how to spell Tommy Fenstemacher. I don't know how to spell Harold Slavinsky. Um, because it's always that he bases them off of like very regional names that he and that you know he recalls these people and um 
So like he knows how they're spelled, but I don't, because I don't think I ever went to school with a Fenstermacher. So, uh, see, I, Bob, I think it's like Slovinsky, but I think it might have actually been Slovensky, but I'm not entirely sure. And then Fenstermacher, I don't know if it's E-R Mocker or A Mocker, um, like F-E-N-S-T-A Mocker. Uh, but, I, you know, this is just weird, like, English major nitpicking. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah, nobody knows how to spell Tommy Fenstermacher. Like, nobody does. Um, but, yeah. Um, Fenstomacher. So here I have a request or I have uh, an email from Mark who writes, Hey Roman, how's it going? My idea for the next RCR story is how our civilization was poisoned by TEL, tetriethylene, at the start of our automotive industry. Um, actually, let me ask Google how this is pronounced. Um, uh, oh pronunciation because I'm being very pedantic about this turn it up all the way tetraethyled 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 there we go cool um so uh how our civilization was poisoned by a tetraethyled at the start of our automotive industry from the start they knowingly pumped a poisonous byproduct that set our civilization back god only knows how many years due to pure greed and he includes a link um Here's another good link for the story, if you aren't familiar. Uh, of course, but this story may be overdone in your opinion. So here's a story close to my heart, because this guy lived in my neck of the woods once upon a time. Um, I don't think it's overdone, because I can't think of a story that... Or I can't think of an outlet that's done it. But, um, I mean, you never know. I have to do like actual research to look into each of the topics and kind of create... I almost need to create like a Doug score for topics... And then whichever one has the highest Doug score is the one I end up doing. Um, and rank it by various different parameters, like, um, you know, uh, algorithm friendliness, uh, audience interest, personal interest to me, um, availability of uh, images and videos, preferably public domain. Um, so, yeah. Let's see. Uh, started budget. Oh, so the person that he's suggesting here is Jules Letterer. Um, he started budget rent a car and was also married to Ann Landers. Wow. Uh, all right. You are getting a gold star um, and being sent directly to my important inbox. Um, but yes. Let's see. Uh, so second ask, I know you like AMC and Ford, but want something reliable-ish. We drive an Escape, which has been fairly reliable. Um, if you could find a 2012 model, last model year of the boxy Escapes, with the V6 and 6-speed, it might suit your fancy. Or not. Personally, I always thought if you could find a boomer-owned, lightly used Ford Flex with the EcoBoost 3.5 and all-wheel drive, would track. I ain't saying, I'm just saying. The first could be had for under 10 grand, the second might also. Anyway, you guys rock. Tell Brian Hay and know I love everything you guys do. Take it sleazy. Thank you so much, Mark. I appreciate that suggestion. And uh, yeah, you're definitely in the uh, important inbox right now, or the important tab. So this will be a message that I come back to, and which is not to say I won't come back to others, but still. Um, it's one of those 
ladder tiered priority things. So yeah, um, Tetra Ethelled brought from the same guy that brought you Freon. Wow. Uh, dude was considered the single most destructive organism ever by some nerds. Wow. Le legalized medicinal Freon. Legalized medicinal TEL. Um, ooh. Damn. So, yeah. Uh, let's see what other things we got in the old Gmail. Um, more suggestions. Okay, cool. Here we go. Hey, Nick, I thought I'd collate the things that came up for me in the stream into a nice, neat note. Wow, that is the nicest thing. Thank you. Thank you. That is very useful, very helpful. Um, Moonshine Runners and the Birth of the Hot Rod. Since you mentioned the true crime aspect to the Dale and the Ferrari robbery, I think it's a cool related topic, and I personally find intersections between the development of the technology and the resulting cultural impact worthy of highlighting. Did you know women largely went from dresses to trousers as a result of the invention of the bicycle, although with an intermediate compromise called a split skirt? I love that kind of thing. Yeah, I, I love those like kind of random factoids that you might not expect to find in a story like this. Um, the Lunar Roving Vehicle. Someone mentioned the Saturn, and you joked about doing all of the planets, and I joked the Moon Rover, but I stand by it as a legitimately interesting potential RCR. Um, hey, yeah, absolutely. Uh, truck truck LA, truck law. Since uh, Tesla is still a young company and Musk's, Musk's followers are a vocal bunch, if someone was to tell a story about a Tesla-adjacent topic, I think truck law is the most fun. In the event that you're unfamiliar with the story, or Simon Geertz in general, here are her videos about Truckla. All right, definitely starring this to come back to. Um, and then to the lighthouse, Virginia Woolf's modernist feminist masterwork about a family poised to visit a lighthouse near their holiday home. A guest, Lily, chooses to paint the goings on around the house rather than the arresting imagery surrounding her. While it is very much about the value of the people and their actions versus things traditionally seen as more worthy of immortalizing, it is also more specifically about how we have historically documented subjects in which men play the central role. For example, war versus women at home keeping society together. It's very good. All the best, stew. P.S. Salmon with scrambled eggs is no joke. Ooh. I'm actually going to make salmon for dinner once I'm done with this. <laughs> uh... But yeah, uh, let's look through the ongoing business of my Gmail account. Gmail account, doing things and stuff and things and things and things and stuff. Uh, looking things up, looking things up. Oh, is it getting too dark in here? Yeah, I guess the light is... The sun is going away for the day. Oh, oh, I shouldn't be sitting like this. I'm too old. I'm too old. Oh, oh, my body. <laughs> New unreleased song on my Gmail account. Mm. Yeah, let's see. Uh, get a pillow. I should get a pillow. Um, Actually, I have myself a little blanket right here. Look at me. I got a blanket, everybody. Oh, I'm old. I'm, I'm, I'm rotting inside of my own skin. How does this happen? Um, oh, it's Matt O. Thank you. $39.99 dollary dues. The Amante suggestion. Uh, I can't do a voice. Um, thank you so much for the, the contribution. It really does mean a lot. 
Um, the Amonti suggestion reminded me of the Mazda Road Pacer AP, a rotary-powered Holden sedan. Check it out. Might be cool to find one if and when you do RCR Japan. Also, the story of hot rotting sounds awesome. Um, I want to, like, even if I do end up doing Michel Mouton, um, I would want to uh, supplement it with another short RCR story. And I'm thinking, like, the NASCAR hot rotting moonshiners, something or other, like, something in that realm would be the perfect uh, addition to throw on top of it. Um, let's see. A Nissan Skyline GTR R33 uh, asks, or says, there's a base model CRS that my friend wants to get for me. Nothing is wrong with the exterior. It's stock, but it's apparently been sitting for so long that the tires have crumbled. Any thoughts? Um, hmm. I mean, I would say, you know, if nothing's wrong with it other than the tires, that sounds okay, right? I mean, provided that you get new tires. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with it in terms of, uh, I mean, that's almost a deal that I would take, uh, especially because it's stock and nothing's really wrong with it. But if it has been sitting, there are other things to consider. You know, you can take them at their word that nothing's wrong with it, but I would still have someone look it over to make sure that you don't have any rust problems that because the, the oil's been sitting or like just everything's been sitting, that it's not got more issues facing it i and it's funny because normally i wouldn't be able to talk about this at all but i've spent so much free time um <laughs> playing car mechanic simulator 2021 and become obsessed with it that it's made me more cognizantly aware of the many 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 things that could go wrong with a car over time and the ways in which they could go wrong. But dangerously, it's sort of gassed me up into thinking that I could actually repair some of these things myself. Like, I can't change my own crankshaft, right? But the game makes me think that I can. Um, because, you know, obviously it's a video game, so you're not dealing with all the different aspects of time management that go into this sort of thing, even though there is a time aspect to the game. Um, <laughs> it's such a good game, though. Um, so Nissan Skyline responds, uh, not a clue about the engine. It could have a dead transmission or blown engine. Good candidate for a junkyard swap if it has no rust. Um, yeah, that's true. If it has no rust, I mean, I think that's the big thing of, of it. Like if it has rust, well, I mean, I guess it depends on how much, but if it ha doesn't have any, I, it still seems like it would be a potentially good bet. Um, or I shouldn't say bet, but a good option, you know? Um, but yeah, if for no other reason than flip it or swap it, you know, um, <laughs> I don't need to play that game. I've lived that nightmare already. <laughs> um, my summer car, uh, that is a game that has been suggested to me, um, many times. I played it for a little bit, um, before I think I ended up not being able to play it. I forget what happened that stopped me playing it. I think, like, my computer crashed or something, and I had to do a hard reboot, and then everything was just, meh. But, um, knock on wood that it doesn't happen again. But the, uh, the game itself, um, was pretty good. I just didn't play it long enough for it to grab a hold of me the way that, like, Car Mechanic Simulator did. Um, but I think, uh, is, did my winter car actually release yet? Um, no, not yet, apparently. 
I just knew that the sequel was coming, and so I was thinking of maybe checking that out. Um, hey, Roman, I found a 2003 Toyota Echo 4-door base sedan in York, PA, 5K. Wow. Makes me wonder if other cheaper Toyota Echoes may exist somewhere in eastern PA. Will you daily drive an Echo again? Um, I absolutely would. And, um, I mean, the Echo was Brian's, but, I mean, it's I see no reason not to. Um, yeah, that's a great suggestion. Uh Anything Toyota really is a great suggestion. I mean, if it were up to me, money, no object, I would want a RAV4. But, again, I know that, like, I'm very much beholden to certain circumstances, and so I can't really get away with that. Um, like, it, is it available? Is it reasonable? Is it functioning? Blah, blah, blah. Um, and other such things. Um, so, yeah. Let's see. I think I'm going to keep this stream going until like 8 p.m. Um, yeah, let's see. So I hope that's all right with y'all. Um, I mean, if it's not, I'm sure most people will just bail. But yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, oh, okay. So back to my email. Uh, Ethan has a suggestion. Uh, here are some good cheap car options. These cars are extremely common, and YouTube slash forums have solved every common problem. Great sign. Most of these, especially the Buick, are usually not abused by their first or second owners. Here's an example of one near you on Facebook. Um, here we go. Open. Open. And it's unavailable. Because, again, I waited too long, like a jerk. Um, but still, thank you, Ethan. You... Yeah. So his suggestions, the following cars have the Series 3 3800 GM motor, which is extremely reliable. Be careful. Most of these cars have had had V8 options that you should avoid. Power will be equivalent or faster than your Mustang. Test drive before buying and make sure the transmission shifts smoothly. A 2004-2008 Pontiac Grand Prix. I, I love Pontiac products. Even the Aztec. Even the Aztec. Like, I didn't have a problem with the Aztec. Uh, it was fine. It was, it's Pontiac, you know. Um, 2005 to 2009 Buick LaCrosse slash Allure. And 2006 to 2008 Buick Lucerne. P.S. or just pay the Toyota tax. <laughs> Good luck, Ethan. Thank you so much, uh, Ethan. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, hey. Noodles Extra MSG for $2. Thank you so much. Uh, he says, for a soda, pop. Um, the people who call it pop live a bit westward. I think that's Pittsburgh. Still soda where I'm at. Uh, but thank you so much. Um, thank you. And, and don't worry, I didn't actually like buy this. I had a gift card that, someone, uh, that my sister's best friend gave me for Christmas that I, I'd almost never go to Starbucks, right? But, um, I, I, I guess I used a, a, a Starbucks reward card and got, or gift card and got this, um, iced coffee that is very charging, very like, the thing with Starbucks is that their coffee tends to be too dark for me, but for when it's iced, it's perfectly fine. It's great. Mm. But Starbucks coffee costs way too much money. It's like, I, I'm kind of like having a hard time even like justifying like getting coffee out at all especially because i am saving money i just kind of make the coffee at home um the iced coffee at home from coffee concentrate and putting that 
in my like jug and taking that to the shoot, the 99% of the time, that's what I do. Like me getting coffee anywhere is the 1%. So, oh, we've got soda donations coming in. Gordon, thank you so much, 220, for another Sody pop. And then it's Matto, $2.99 for a fizzy drink. Thank you so much. Tony Airlines, hey, dude, it's good to see you. How's your travels and stuff going about? You were actually mentioned in a previous podcast as a potential source of information for um, a video. Uh, I have to go back to that podcast to figure out what it is. But um, I think it's something aviation adjacent. Someone said, like, Tony Airlines knows this, that, and the other thing. But, I mean... Tony Airlines is just a generally knowledgeable individual. The man is smart. Uh, he's pilot and smart, which it's a killer combination to be those things. Mm. With my Waterloo sparkling water, it's watermelon. Sorry, I felt the grumbling in there. I just didn't want to have a burping fit starbucks is an ice cream parlor disguised as an ice cream shop they don't sell coffee they sell pinky drinky with caramel crunch mocha frappuccino double whip <laughs> uh i mean i there was this one person who got fired who went viral got fired from starbucks for making like a tiktok that was to the effect of like this is me preparing an adult milkshake in the morning for somebody like it, it was something fairly innocuous but said in a very derisive tone so yeah oh it was the one kea who said hey roman i suggested that tony airline's brother might be able to help you conduct japanese language research into the japanese speed wars and the apocryphal letter issued by the japanese government awesome thank you for for refreshing the memory because my memory is garbage um and tony's like hey we'd love to help also heading to lax all this week I'm very jealous, uh, not going to LAX, but just going to LA in general. Although, you know, for all the complaints that LAX gets, I actually kind of enjoy it, but I enjoy most airports. Like PHL is great to me. The Harrisburg airport, great. Lehigh Valley, like, sure. I think it's Lehigh Valley. I'm losing my mind. Uh, Reading Municipal Airport, it's great, especially World War II weekend, although it's kind of surreal when you're walking through their little recreation of a French village and during a re or like you're waiting to get into World War II weekend because they set it up on the airfield and the line just sort of wraps around but it's just outside where the mock-up French villages and so sometimes there'll be a reenactment going on there so you just hear the sound of like gunfire and everything. obviously it's fake but like it's one of those things that kind of like pulls you into a bizarre time warp moment of a situation you never thought you'd be in. And um, yeah, it's just very odd. It's very surreal kind of experience because then they like mock up what the home front looked like at the time, but then mixed in right is a lot of um, vendors who are selling uh, military adjacent and uh and other type of um goods so i took my nephew there um a few years back a lot of years back actually um and one of the things that he got while he was there were dog tags um they personalized and engraved them right there um and yeah it's so that was something but they also have like you know knives and guns and 
They had MREs, but they had giant MREs. Uh, and it was, um, so you could basically have like a four month supply of, of like beef stroganoff MREs, which sounds like the worst thing in the world. But does anybody watch uh, Steve MRE 1980 something or other? Like I need to check back in on that channel because I used to watch excessive amounts of it. And the man has to have an iron stomach to be able to eat those MREs that have been sitting for God only knows how long. Um, <laughs> time to farm the war again. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. I never skip risk day. You know it. Um, yeah. As I bleed viewership. <laughs> That's great. Um, but yeah, the, uh, it's funny. There are so many YouTubers, like I, I need to get back in on, um, one of the biggest ones is, uh, Gino Samuel 2.1, I believe. Um, well just Gino Samuel in general, cause his ongoing Chris Chan, a comprehensive history, a new episode released, I think either last week or a few days ago. And normally I'm right on it, but like the story of Chris Chan has become so draining that, I mean, I don't know how Gino still does it. Uh, but the closer we get to the present, the harder it is to watch because Chris Chan used to sort of have this innocuous quality that made following the story interesting but not actually emotionally damaging whereas now i would argue that the story is actually fairly emotionally harrowing and i use that word a lot but it's true it's very difficult to consume so uh, um let's see mixed in with other weird spam emails from uber eats let's see greetings from far away estonia wow uh, i listened to rcr podcast number 140 today and decided to take you up on your suggestion to write in as far as the Michelle Mouton and Group B stories are concerned, I'd take a look at what is already out there, as you stated that you don't want to just add to the existing archive without con contributing something meaningful. Josh Ravel, an F1 slash racing channel, has done a brief history of Michelle's career as something to check out, and Group B is covered from almost all angles by this point. Not trying to discourage you from embarking on those stories, just giving you a heads up as someone who has consumed a reasonable amount of the aforementioned content. I really appreciate that. Like it means because it kind of reinforces one of my concerns about doing topics that have already been covered, which is that at some point it's over using or it's over, it's over contributing to the archive of information without necessarily adding anything new to it. So, I mean, I like hearing that honest opinion, which is that yes, it would be interesting, but also like, it's already been covered from every angle. So, you know, and there's always the possibility that like our specific viewers, the type that would consume this video might not have heard the story before. And so I would be introducing it to people who hadn't heard of it, but by the same token, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to 
I don't know. I just wouldn't want to add to the existing over simplification or not simplification, overdoing, over contribution to the overall narratives. Sorry, I'm just I don't know how to talk anymore. Um, but let's see. Uh, which email address am I using? I'm using the Roman RCR at gmail.com. That is my uh, RCR address. Um, so, oh wait, no, no, no. Sorry, I gave you the Bandcamp <laughs> address. It's the Rome or Regular Cars the Roman at gmail.com. Man, I cannot talk. Regular Cars the Roman at gmail.com. That's the one. Send your RCR story suggestions. Send um, uh, any cars in the area under like eight grand between Harrisburg and Philadelphia, like suggestions that might you think might work for me. Um, and yeah, it, 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 I appreciate every suggestion. Every single email gets read, even if I don't have the opportunity to respond to them. And for the majority, I don't have the opportunity for, um, but please know that they're appreciated very, very much. Um, let's see, as far as, um, oh, uh, but on, going back to the email that Kurt Koive, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, but probably not. And so I'm sorry. But uh, he goes on to say, uh, an idea that sparked in my mind with the whole killed by GM topic, other than a title of GM's box of broken toys, that's a great title, is a comparative look into world into world cars to dive a little deeper into the reasoning and decisions made by different manufacturers and try to maybe find the formula that makes a successful world car. Titles that popped into my head were The Loveless Love Child for the first draft of Failed World Cars and The Perseverant Love Child for the second format, or a Rich Dad, Poor Dad mix of the two. Hmm, that's good stuff. Another niche idea that I would like to see from someone is about the history of racing slash rally in the Soviet bloc. I understand that translated sources are scarce and general interest in it probably low, but there are genuine examples of trying against all odds, read state meddling, ingenuity, and success stories in there, if you think this is interesting. I do. Um, I would be willing to try and muster up some images and help with translations and pronunciations. Very much appreciated. All in all, I hope my email has given you at least a bit of inspiration or guidance and helps you find the energy for the next stories. As for Betty's replacement, if you really can't justify the maintenance anymore, then I still suggest a 1.9 TDI Passat or Jetta from the 5th or 7th generation. Don't know about the USDM stuff, but here the 1.9 is a tank that can take both negligence and tuning and German build quality with still German build quality, except for some rust issues, which an undercoat and semi-regular power washes should keep in check. Other than that, Toyota Corolla or that two-door RAV4 if you can find a clean one. A joke suggestion would also be a K20 turbo-swapped first-gen Honda CRV. Um, looking as joke suggestions go, that's not a bad one. Looking forward to the next stories and videos, and apologize for any grammatical and structural areas. I am only a bilingual after all. Well, you are very good bilingual because your English is better than a lot of people that I would sort of see on Twitter or any other like, you know, Reddit, social media type things. So thank you so much. Um, I'm going to give a star to this to put this in the important one so I can kind of go back to it and be reminded of these things. Um, but yeah, let's see. I think I might be almost entirely caught up on whichever emails that I 
hadn't read yet because I've read the majority. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's all of them. Let me make sure nothing got sent to spam or, you know, got confused and sent to the wrong place. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of these spam things are about, oh, improve your podcast reach. Get a payroll refund. Um, cost automate. Blah, 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 blah. There we go. Um, so, yeah, that's me. Um, and that is my an email notifying me that my youngest nephew uh, recently made a purchase on the Nintendo store using his uh, points. Uh, because apparently, like, because I... I don't even know why I had to be the one to sign him up, but now I get all the notifications anytime he does anything. So, which is probably for the best anyway. So, you know, it is what it is, but yeah, uh, <laughs> life is weird. Um, so I got about 11 minutes left, um, before eight. So, uh, whatever y'all want to talk about, it's up to y'all. Um, <laughs> 10 times your investment with brown coin brown coin um gotta run dude work call see you on twitter or another podcast or video call if you want later oh thank you it's matto thank you so much for stopping by it always is good to have you around have you here um and thank you again for the super chat it's very generous um thank you everyone for your super chats i really appreciate it um every little bit man Oh, hey, speaking of Super Chats, first, last, uh, $9.99. Thank you so much. Uh, cheers, Nick. Happy hunting. Would you ever consider delving into the conspiracy realm? I'd love to hear your take on the MLK or JFK assassinations. Um, for a long time, uh, I thought about starting my own channel just for giggles. Um, to, uh, I wouldn't stop doing RCR, and I wouldn't stop doing RCR stories, but um, I was thinking like, or maybe even like doing as a second channel thing, like maybe things that don't have to do with cars necessarily, but still doing long form video content. Um, I talked about this in a past podcast, but one of the ones that really interested me was, um, I believe it's the story of Mark and John. Um, it's two boys who um, one of them gets catfished and talked into doing questionable things under the guise of being an agent for the for mi6 or mi5 whichever um and then there's a big twist at the end and it's it's just a fascinating story mark and john isn't their real names but it's the names that any story any place that covers them kind of talks about um there is uh uh trying to think what else um oh the yuba county five uh which there was a time where i wanted to take the fact that they drove a um, mercury montego as an excuse to make an rcr story about the yuba county five which is five men who were going to a basketball game one night their car ran into trouble they stopped um they ended up venturing out into the woods in the middle of the night and um spent the night in a cabin but because it was winter i guess they never left this little cabin thing and they died there um from like you know 
starvation or they froze or like exposure. And then they find out later that like there was plenty of food. There was, it was heated, um, but they just never turned on the heat and figuring out like why this happened and also what happened to the fifth man because they never found him. um, It's always a story that's fascinated me that I've never been able to pinpoint. Um, uh, The Circleville Letters uh, is my favorite true crime story of all time. And Unsolved Mysteries did it. Uh, 48 Hours did it. Plenty of people have done it. I don't know that I would be able to add anything new to it. But on that topic, um, I don't know that there's anything new I could add to JFK or MLK assassinations. Um, my mom went on a trip once to uh, Dealey Plaza. Um, it's This was back in like a decade or two ago. Um, and she told me all about it. Because growing up, like JFK was huge in the household, you know, you had a picture of the Pope, you had a picture of JFK. Um, and yeah, it's just being able to talk to anybody who lived through that and is able to convey what the national sentiment was at the time is always fascinating to me. Um, so yeah, I don't know that I would be able to really add anything substantial to that by the same token. Um, that doesn't mean that there aren't really other conspiracy um, adjacent stuff, you know, uh, that I could cover. So, um, yeah, I guess we'll see. But um, for now, uh, thank you so much for the super chat. It means a lot, really, truly, not just blown smoke. Um, cheers, Nick. Happy hunt. Oh, wait, no, you. I'm rereading that. Sorry. Um, Gordy uh, asks, uh, is Brian RCR trying to distance himself from old RCR joking slash crude humor? I completely understand the appeal to being advertiser friendly, but I wonder if you get tired of Brown. Um, I wouldn't say that we're like consciously moving away from it, um, especially because I was writing with Brian on Thursday and like literally we'll read each other what we have after we've done writing um and uh literally like the first things that he reads to me are like really dirty (laughs) um and i don't know if they're gonna make it into the video that we were writing but um he still does have those things except instead of scatological humor it does tend to be very like cum based (laughs) for lack of a better term um but I mean, we're not, I wouldn't really say we're distancing ourselves from it. It's just that, like, instead of ramming it into the videos the way that we used to, I we would kind of want it to be more natural or more sensible, logical, that to make those points or those jokes, um, rather than doing it just to do it. Um, yeah, Mr. Headcrab, he's like, moved on from the scatological period and more into absurdist. I honestly miss his stuff like a simulation versus simulacra from the FJ Cruiser. Uh, well, I am uh, doing some stuff that is going to be more literary theory slash psychology adjacent that I want to throw into future scripts. Um, the main reason that I kind of got away from that is because um, it takes a little more time to um, do that well. You know, you can't just... For me, RCR is easiest when I can just talk about like history and jokes, but there are times where like, yeah, I really do want to just talk like lit theory and psychology and go into those things at a deeper level. It's just, there's not always time. So, um, so it's not a conscious thing of getting away from it. It's literally just finding the time to do it. 
Um, so yeah, uh, watching RCR reviews with the sound off while listening to Dark Side of the Moon album by Pink Floyd. Hey, that sounds like a fun time. <laughs> yeah. Um, right on. Apparently there's a healthy demand for this type of thing as there's truly no ending. Check out Wendigoon's MLK video if you have time. Cheers. Thank you again. Um, yeah, I'll have to check that out. Um, I'm always looking for new, like, long-form content to watch. Maybe things I haven't seen. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, something where... Oh, another, like, story that if I had my own channel that I would make a video about is, like, the story of the Japanese comedian uh, Eggplant. I believe his name is Eggplant. That guy who... And I've told this story on the podcast a bunch of times about the guy who just... Um, he was on a game show where they sing, they put you in an apartment they uh, with literally nothing, not even clothes. And all they give you are magazines and postcards. And basically the only things that you could have are the things that you win by entering contests and magazines, by sending in postcards. And so this guy lived in this empty apartment for like a year and only had to wear what he could win and only had to eat what he could win. And, um, you know, or it's, it's just like all this stuff where, um, over time he would keep like a journal and, uh, I guess they were able to hide from him the fact that he was on TV. It was very Truman show type of thing. And then eventually, you know, he doesn't realize that as this is happening, like the network is publishing his journal. So he's already made like a ton of money because he's been, he's become a huge celebrity without knowing it because he's still isolated from the world. He doesn't have TV. He doesn't have radio. He doesn't have internet. And so um, he's just in there and like his book is on top of the bestseller list and he's very much in demand for whenever he successfully achieves. Cause basically he gets to leave when he makes a certain monetary sum of prize winnings and he eventually hits that comes out Um and uh, he's a huge celebrity and a huge success all over Japan. And I just find it to be such a fascinating story. Um, and it's just nothing else like it. It's too good not to be a movie of some kind. But yeah, the story of Eggplant. Um, oh, thanks for the uh, shirt props. Uh, Cameron, hey, uh, love the bit about the Mustang. Sorry if I missed what you said. You will be driving from now on, but do you have a car in mind? I do not. Um, if I could have anything, it'd be a RAV4. Um, but yeah. Um, oh, Radio Lab NPR might have done an episode on eggplant. Um, wouldn't surprise me. Uh, that seems like right up NPR's alley. Um, I'm kind of like a. I, I try to think of like, I, I think they also did one on Preston Tucker now that I think of it, but eh, I'll try to do things differently or have been trying. Uh, so yeah, uh, last few minutes, um, just uh, seeing if any other email stuff and let me just look on social media, see what's happening there. Probably nothing. Um been poking through gov deals unless he feels like an ex-municipal car or a seized one it's slim pickings i mean i appreciate you looking you know um it's something that i mean i hear about as a very oh 
Hi, Roman. Do you want to make... Oh, this is from Artisunate Curevax. I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Um, they've offered $5. Thank you so much. Uh, hi, Roman. Do you want to make your stuff NFT tokenization? Um, no, uh, but mostly because I don't know enough about it and because I think like NFT has kind of become like something that has been very stigmatized to where even if I did want to do it, I don't think I could in good conscious, conscience just because it just seems like I don't know. I don't know enough about it. And it just always seemed kind of sketch to me. So, um, I mean, I know in the abstract what a non-fungible token is, but it just seems like eh, bad times, you know? Um, let's see. Oh. All right, so I do, I think I'm going to wrap this up now, but I really appreciate you guys coming to hang out. It means so much. Um, I know Sunday night's kind of a weird night to do this, uh, trust me, but um, new RCR tomorrow. Um, it's not Monday without RCR, or at least I would hope so. And so I hope you guys really enjoy that video. And um, yeah, we're going to have a lot more coming in the weeks ahead that is stuff that I think you guys are really going to enjoy and I'm really looking forward to it. Um, and at the end of April is a new RCR stories. And so I hope you guys will really get to enjoy that too. Um, but until then, thank you so, so much for hanging out. Thank you for your super chats. Hey, thank you. Uh, art, art, CureVax for another $2. Good night. Thank you so much. Um, thank you for, watching the videos every Monday. Thanks for all your super chats. Thank you for supporting us on Patreon. You allow us to exist as a much larger channel than we actually are. The Patreon supports our travel budget and allows us to go to places to maybe bring you more unique content from more unique locations and go to places where they have unique cars that we maybe can't review around here. Um, I don't know of any upcoming trips that we can confirm at the moment, but I will keep you posted. And um, yeah, thank you so much for hanging out and have a great night, everyone.